This show contains swearing and movie spoilers. This is Max Hedrum, and what you're about to witness is one of the most sinister-sounding intros to one of the greatest epics ever produced. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy. another episode of Dude Bits Like The 80s. I'm your host RJ McCready and for today's episode, bonus episode number 9, I'm going to be taking you guys back to the year in 1987 to have a look at the very underrated Vietnam War movie Hamburger Hill. So I will play you guys a trailer and I'll be with back soon. Less than a third came down. 
This is their story. Welcome back, guys. So in the mid-80s, we had a boom of Vietnam War movies, um, which I remember when I was growing up, and I was only young watching these films, so it was my first account of this war. And being like every 10-year-old, I used to run around in the garden playing toy soldiers, and I used to watch these films, and I think they were very cool, in a way, to be a soldier and fight in the war, and that's what it was like being a 10-year-old. But um, just to say at the start of this episode as i've got older i appreciate what these lads went through fortunately um, lucky enough i haven't had to be in a combat situation like these lads um but i haven't taken it lightly to do this episode in some ways i wasn't going to do this episode um because of the format of my show and i actually private messaged um a, a couple of people to say yeah, what do you reckon on doing an episode like this particularly some of the private messaged um one of uh, my American listeners just say hey what, what's the reception of these films during the 80s um, but the, as a result it was to say that hell do it you know because it's, it's a story to be told and I think with Hamburger Hill um, when I look on IMBD it actually has a real positive um, reception from the veterans that fought in this war so um, as I said before, I think it's on my last episode, I don't go into politics too much, but these are a um, symbol of what these guys, you know, did. And to mark a respect for the guys that didn't come back from this war. But I won't go too deep into that right now, but I just wanted to mention that on the show. But these films are good. These are good movies. They, like I say, I remember when they came out, uh, it all started off with Francis Ford Coppola's um, Apocalypse Now in 1979. Um, which was a massive hit and then you had Pl- Platoon at this time and Full Metal Jacket two great war mo- two great Vietnam War movies but this one um, Hamburger Hill I think it just went under the radar a little bit it probably got overshadowed by the two other films that came out before but it's a good film this is a good film I, enjoy- I enjoyed this one I'll go back to it I'll go back to them all really but I posted this on Facebook the other day and it got quite a good a good bit of feedback quite a good reception particularly from one of my uh, buddies Peter Abbott who's who is a ex-serviceman but moving on let's have a look at the synopsis for this movie so over the course of 10 days in May 1969 an infantry squad led by Lieutenant France which is Dylan McDermott and composed of both seasoned troops and new recruits attempts to take a hill during the Vietnam War the hill was 937 but the troops called it Hamburger Hill It was directed by John Irvine, who actually served in the Vietnam War as a photographer. He actually made um, documentaries at the time. And he brought a certain amount of grip to this movie. When you look at the extras on Hamburger Hill on DVD, you hear the actors say that he actually ran ran it like he was a lieutenant. And he was telling them to march up the the hill. And he made this film very, very realistic. Um, Also, the screenplay is by... An ex-serviceman who fought in the Vietnam War, Jane Carabasso, and you also Vietnamese advisors on set as well. So this is hence the reason why I think this film is very well received from the actual veterans that fought in this war. 
It has a fairly unknown cast, especially at the time back in 1987. Dylan McDermott um, plays Sergeant Franz. Stephen Webber, Sergeant Worcester. Courtney B. Vance as Doc. Tim Quill as Bilecki. And it's an early role for Don Chudow, who's done very well. Um, and he plays Private Washbourne. The music is by Philip Glass. does a credible job with the um, soundtrack of this movie. Very haunting in some ways. Um, he's also known for the horror movie Candyman. And it was produced by RKO Pictures and backed by Paramount Pictures. And I couldn't see what the budget was for this film, but it made $14 million at the box office. So I'm not sure whether it was a major success or not. It's got 6.7 on IMBD and 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is quite rare. So the film starts by throwing you straight into the action and you've got a battle in the Ajar Valley with um, Sergeant France and Worcester in a firefight and one of their troops gets injured or wounded and they get rescued by a helicopter. And let's start with this scene here. So the movie puts you right into the thick of the action here. And also to mention, they are from the 3rd Battalion and the 101st Airborne Division, which are known as the Screaming Eagles. And just on a side note, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's Band of Brothers. It was the story of the 101st Airborne Division in the European campaign. And the story was told by um, Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks. Um, go check that out. So just probably one of the best miniseries I've seen on TV. But going back to the film, uh, France and Worcester go back to the division and they have five new recruits, or the FNGs, the fucking new guys as they call them. Um, with the battle hardened Worcester and France, particularly France, he is he's a good soldier, but he's battle wary and he is absolutely fed up with losing people and he doesn't warm to the guys because he's afraid that he will lose them. So he comes across as a real harsh character. And you get this scene here. All right, listen up. You people will not die on me in combat. You fucking new guys who do everything to prove me wrong. You walk on trails, kick cans, sleep on guard, smoke dope and diddly bop through the bush like you were back on the block. What you encounter out there is hardcore NVA, North Vietnamese, motivated, highly trained and well equipped. People, I am tired of filling body bags with your dumb fucking mistakes. <laughs> you think this funny? Alphabet? Languilly. Look at me! I'm gonna save your life and you're gonna save mine. Thinking about peace, love, and whether or not we should be in Vietnam, Han is gonna cut your fucking throat. What do you think Han is gonna do? Is he gonna wake up alphabet and smile? And talk about women? Mr. Nathaniel Victor gets his rocks off watching you die. And aside from the new recruits, the platoon has a new sergeant first class, which is Worcester. And he's a little less harsher to the new recruits, but he still tells them the ways of the war. And there's a quote that he says about the Asia Valley, which is where they spend most of their time um, fighting. And he says it doesn't matter what you do, you could have full body armour the lot. But he says that once your time's up in the Asia Valley, your time is up. So he's got a little bit more sort of morals about the way he explains the war as France being just battle-weary and um, very cynical about 
the war, which is totally understandable. And talking about the Asia Valley, the platoon takes part in the first major operation as they're lifted to the valley and dropped to a combat zone. Uh, but this is a great scene. It's probably one of my favourite scenes of the movie. It's where you've got the um, Huey helicopters doing the combat drop and you've got this scene here. Steady old part of the city Where the sun refused to shine People tell me there ain't no use in trying Now my girl, you're so young and pretty And one thing I know is true You'll be dead before your time is So that's a great song by the animals there and a very poignant song it works really well for this scene to say you know you've got to get out of this place and it just really captures the mood of this this movie and and it's a big nod to the flight of the valkyrie scene from apocalypse now but it's got its own charm at the same time so shortly after disembarking onto the combat zone they come under automatic fire from the enemy and this results in losing one of their men and this angers one of the characters called Doc, who's played by Courtney B. Vance, and he does a great job with this character. And he blames France for not getting the short time of McDaniel, who gets killed, um, a less dangerous assignment. Instead, he puts him forward. But I suppose that's to do with his combat um, experience with the new um, recruits. But then Doc is angered by this. They are then unexpectedly diverted to um, assault an enemy-held hill, which is 937, uh, which soon grows into a major battle, and they come across heavy resistance with the enemy. different about this hill compared to other battles that they've experienced the North Vietnamese rather than using hit and run tactics uh, in previous engagements instead they defend with well entrenched positions which makes it awkward for the um, Americans to try and get up this hill uh, so they use uh, US airstrikes with napalm which strips away all the vegetation on the hill which makes it very um, barren but the enemy are still dug in every time they try to assault the hill. Uh, the enemy keep coming back, uh, which is almost um, disgruntling the troops. On one of the um, assaults from the Americans, they are aided by an air support, which um, mistakes them for the enemy and they suffer several casualties from friendly fire, including Lieutenant Eden. So the platoon have lost their commander. In between the attacks, the shrinking platoon tries to rest and they're chattering about the social up, up, upheaval back home. And our new replacements are starting to become battle hardened. And you get this scene here. 
All right, on your feet. Wake up. It's time to earn your combat pay. Come on. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Hey, Motown, fuck you. I need some goddamn boots. My back. My dick hurts. Then drop ten and beat it. I don't want to hear any more of this shit. Now, you get your head out of your asses. Blackjack wants to fix this hill. What's he gonna do with it? Pave it and turn it into a goddamn parking lot. Now move out. Frank then comes across the TV reporters, which is a scene that I played at the beginning of this um, episode. And he tells them that he's got more respect for the enemy than he has the TV reporters, because at least they've taken a side. So the platoon is now exhausted and tired and it's now the 10th day that they've assaulted the hill and they still haven't been able to make any progress and initially i think this was supposed to be a short campaign so on the 10th day they go up the hill but then they suffer from torrential rain which forces them back and they also suffer several more casualties of the platoon one of them being doc and Back at the camp, you get this scene here with Doc. We've been up on that hill ten times, and they still don't think we're serious. No. <laughs> Who are we? Doc, come on. Come on. Who are we? Man, I remember screaming at those men. You can bust <laughs> Take the hill. And those bastards back in the world never take that from me. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. Hold on. Now you hold on, now, dog. Come on, now. So as you can hear on that clip, guys, that's quite a moving scene and really quite sad when you think about it where Doc has spent so much time in combat. It's probably only a little time, really. I think they spent about six months on the tour, but um, suffered so much um, through this campaign where you can hear in his voice where what, what only really meant to him was for him to say to his fellow comrades, look, just take the hill and... And then unfortunately he passes away. Um, so yeah, it's quite a, quite a moving seeing that. So then you move on to the 11th day. It's the 11th and final assault of the hill. The final enemy positions are overrun. But as a result of this, they do suffer a he heavy loss. Um, almost all of their platoon are taken out with Sergeant Worcester and Languilly and Motown all killed. Um, leaving really only France and Belletsi. Um, who managed to finally push up to the hill, but with a battle and weary France, he's looking around dazed and confused, and he gets uh, bayoneted in the back. But he does manage to get to the top of the hill with Bletsy. And the final image of the battle is a battle on war-torn, haunted face of Bletsky as he gazes into the carnage below, and all you've got is a radio in the background with some radio chatter. And that is it, and that's how the film ends. Um, so they do finally take the, take the hill but to a heavy cost, I would say. And I think the irony of this battle is, is that um, after the 
Americans took the hill after the 101st Airborne uh, pushed on their final assault. The hill was then, after a few days, um, they abandoned it and pushed on. But as I said before, I won't go into the politics of war, but this is a good film. If you haven't seen it, check it out. And um, I think I forgot to mention this at the beginning there, but I'll put this together for... Um, We've got Remembrance Day coming up and uh, Veterans Day. So it's films like this where we really shouldn't at the same time forget about these guys who fought in these wars and lost their lives. Um, so there you go, guys. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, I will be coming back soon. I've changed it around a little bit. I was going to do Runaway, but I wanted to do this um, on the lead up to the, like I say, the Remembrance Day. Um, so I'll be coming back to do Runaway which is the listener request that I've got from uh, my good buddy Lee Cornwall. And I've also got a full episode coming up as well, which is going to be The NeverEnding Story, uh, which is a fun film from the 80s. I do like that one. It's a good fantasy film. Um, everybody I speak to who knows about that film uh, speaks highly of it, and it's just, um, yeah, it's a good 80s film. So we're going to take, take a look at that. So I'm looking forward to that. So, I hope you enjoyed the episode, guys. I will leave you with the song that I played earlier, actually. It's the animal song. We've got to get out of this place. And I will see you guys soon. In this dirty old part of the city Where the sun refused to shine People tell me there ain't no use in trying You're so young and pretty And one thing I know is true You'll be dead before